Welcome to Dietitian Table Talks, where I will probably never be sitting at a table. I'm your host, Emily Bogato. I am a registered dietitian, certified personal trainer, and online coach. This podcast is about nutrition, fitness, life experiences, and random things in between. Find me on Instagram at dietitian.em.b. Thanks for listening. What's up, guys? Two episodes in one week. Who am I? I, you know how I said in the intro that I probably will never be sitting at a table? Well, when I originally said that, I thought that it was because I would be sitting like in my bed or lounging on the couch while recording. Today, I am actually sitting in a dentist office in the chair that like a hygienist would sit in um, recording this podcast because I'm at my parents' office right now doing work and the office I would normally record in, there's this really annoying squeaky noise outside the window. So yeah, I look like I'm about to work on someone's teeth right now. Um, not the most comfortable place to be sitting, but we're going to make it work. So today's episode is all about reverse dieting. It is going to be super educational, super detailed, um, because I think this is something that a lot of people really need to learn about. It shouldn't be something that, you know, everyone knows about dieting. Everyone knows what a diet is. Everyone's probably done a diet in some way, shape, or form. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't know what a reverse diet is. And if you sh- if you know what a diet is, you should know what a reverse diet is. So I'm going to take you guys through that. You're going to be learning a ton. Um, I don't know if you're listening to this while cleaning your house or cooking or driving or working out or what you're doing. But if you're not doing anything, maybe take some notes. So first of all, Let's talk about what a diet really is. So, you know, when someone is wanting to lose fat, they have to do some sort of calorie restriction. They have to be eating in a calorie deficit, meaning they have to be eating less calories in a day than their body burns. Um, so usually that means that they are doing some, some form of calorie restriction. Um, what we do with our clients is tracking macros. So they track their protein, carbs, and fats. We give them a goal to hit. Um, as long as they're hitting that goal, they're going to be hitting the amount of calories that we want them to. And they will be in a calorie deficit. Um, you know, they'll be burning more calories in a day than their than they're eating and because of that they're going to lose fat um a lot of times when people are in a diet they also have to increase the amount of calories that they're burning in a day um, whether that is by starting to work out if they've never really been working out before um, maybe they have to add in cardio and over time uh, they usually have to add more and more in in order to continue making progress. Um, so that's what a diet is. I know you've probably seen tons of different crazy kind of diets, um, you know, like cutting out food groups and, and cutting out certain foods, you know, maybe keto or low carb or paleo. Um, there's tons of different kinds of diets out there. A lot of times 
the reason, well, always the reason that people lose fat doing them is because they're in a calorie restriction or a calorie deficit. So, you know, they're eating less calories than their body burns in a day. So what the hell is a reverse diet and why would we want to do that? So a reverse diet is slowly increasing your calories over time. Uh, A lot of times it also includes decreasing your cardio over time if needed. Um, The goal of the reverse diet often or how the reverse diet goes often depends on the person's goal. So if the person just wants to maintain the progress that they've made, they're good to go. They want to just stay where they're at. Um, they don't care about putting on tons of muscle. They don't care about putting on fat. They just want to stay where they're at. Um, a lot of times the reverse diet will be more of a slow increase or it might just be kind of a little jump to up to maintenance and then stay kind of around there or make slow, slow, slow changes. Um, But if the person's goal is to put on as much muscle as possible in a short amount of time, for example, a bodybuilder, if they want to compete in another year, you know, they just finished their competitions, they want to compete in another year and they want to put on as much muscle as they possibly can during that time, uh, the reverse diet will probably go a little bit different. Um, They're probably going to jump up their calories quite a bit at first just to get back to maintenance because they've been, you know, at such an extreme low body fat for a while now. Um, They'll probably jump up their calories and then slowly increase from there. Um, But their goal usually is not to just maintain, you know, they are going to be putting on some body fat, trying to put on as much muscle as they can. So they're going to be making bigger adjustments usually than someone who really just wants to maintain and does not want to put body fat on. Um, so let's talk about who should do a reverse diet. So there's a few different examples that I have. Um, one example would be just what I talked about. Someone who just finished competing or just finished a dieting phase Um, and now they're either ready to just maintain or they're ready to go the other way where they're wanting to put on muscle, you know, bulk up a little bit. Um, so someone who just finished a fat loss phase is someone who should probably do a reverse diet. Um, another person who should do a reverse diet is maybe someone who had, this is the case for a lot of people I feel like that come apply for coaching, um, I've heard from other coaches as well. So, for example, a female who has been chronically under eating for a long period of time, maybe they don't even realize that they've been under eating, um, and, or maybe they've been doing a lot of cardio, you know, like an hour of cardio every day to try and maintain their physique. Um, you know, if you're, if you're eating low calories, your body does have to make some kind of adaptations over time. You know, if you're doing that for a long period of time, your body's going to come up with some adaptations to be more efficient. And for example, if you're running every day, um, runners become very, very efficient at what they do. So you might know someone who is a runner and when they run, their heart rate doesn't get above 120. Now when I run, I don't run very much. When I run, if I'm going hard, 
I can get my heart rate up really high. Um, but I don't do it very often, so I'm not very efficient at it. Someone who does it all the time, their heart rate doesn't get up as much. Their body probably doesn't burn as many calories because they are so efficient. So that is why you see when people do a reverse diet, they're also decreasing their cardio too, so that when they diet again in the future, they can add that back in and have it be an effective way to be in a calorie deficit. Um, so back to who. So if you're someone who has been under eating or doing a ton of cardio and just maintaining where you're at, think of it this way. So if if you're eating, let's say... 1350 calories a day and you're doing an art an hour of cardio a day and you're just maintaining where you're at if you come to me and you say okay I want to lean out I want to lose fat how am I gonna get you into a calorie deficit from that position I would have to put you at like a thousand calories a day and 70 minutes of cardio a day and then it would just get even more extreme from there so if you're getting where I'm going with this you cannot start a diet if you're not in a position to you know take away from that or add cardio to that in order to be in a calorie deficit so when you start a diet you want to have a good you know, you want to have a good metabolism, you want to have your cardio kind of lower to begin with so that it can it can be a tool that you add in to get you into a calorie deficit. You know, you can't take away and add to things that are already kind of extreme. So we use a reverse diet before a diet sometimes. Um, I know people usually don't really like it if they come to me hoping to lose fat and I tell them, hey, we have to do a reverse diet before we can focus on that. But I can tell you the people that have trusted me to do that and have you know listened to what I said, did the reverse diet first, got their calories up, and then were able to do a successful cut, they have never regretted doing it. So I know like a lot of people don't know a lot about it. So I think it's more of just like educating people enough to understand that that is what's best for them. Um, but yeah, for unfortunately, a lot of people don't know about it. So when I tell them like, hey, we need to increase your calories and decrease your cardio, they're looking at me like, this girl has no idea what she's talking about. Like, I know that we're supposed to eat less and we're supposed to do more cardio if we want to lose fat. So um, she must not know what she's talking about when, when really any educated coach would see the red flags like, oh, this person is not in a good place to diet and tell them, you know, what really is best for them rather than telling them what will get the money from the from the client best. Um, obviously, if you tell your client like, oh, yeah, I'll have you down 20 pounds in a few weeks, like they're going to be more likely to sign up for your coaching. But I would much rather tell them the truth, tell them what's best for them and actually be able to help them long term instead of just trying to get their money, get them a quick fix that they're not going to be able to maintain. Um, so yeah, we do a reverse diet sometimes before a diet, sometimes after a diet. Um, one mistake that I see people make often is they do a dieting phase. Um, a lot of times they'll use macros, they'll do a dieting phase, they'll lose weight. And then once they're done with their diet, they're like, okay, I'm good here. I want to just maintain this. They stop tracking. And they don't ever do that phase where they 
increase their macros back up. So they stop tracking and a lot of times, you know, after a dieting phase, your hunger hormones might be a little bit off because you've been dieting for a while. Um, and maybe you felt a little bit restricted at the end of your diet, um, a little bit hungry, and then you just stop doing all that. And what I see is that when people don't do the reverse diet after the diet, they gain the weight back sometimes more and they don't get the benefit of slowly increasing your macros to get your metabolism firing up. Um, so they gain the weight back, then they come back again and they're like, well, I gained this weight back, I'm ready to diet again, but their metabolism is still not in the best place. So, um, I would always, 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 always recommend if you do a diet and you, you know, losing weight, good for you. That is a hard thing. The last thing I want is for you to work so hard, get where you want to be, be super happy with your physique, you're feeling good, and then you completely erase all of the progress that you've made and then it's going to be even harder for you to make it again. So, yes, reverse diet before after or sometimes both um just something that i really want people to know about because let's be real if you guys are listening to this you've probably dieted before and now i want to ask you have you done a reverse diet so let's talk about a client example so um, let's say one of my clients, I've, I've done plenty of reverse diets with clients, but I'm thinking of one specifically in my head. So she finished, finishes her dieting phase. She, let's say she was at, you know, her calories were getting kind of low. Her, her cardio was getting kind of high. Let's say she was at 1450 calories at the end of her diet. That's how much she was eating a day. And let's say she had to do uh, 30 minutes of cardio, six days a week. So, you know, it's getting kind of up there. That's, that's nothing compared to what some competitors have to do. I know, but I, I don't work with competitors. Um, so she says, okay, I want to maintain now. If I keep her at 1450 calories and 30 minute sessions, five times a week for cardio, it's a lot harder to maintain doing that. You know, maybe you want to go out to eat and you really want to have pizza or you have holidays and celebrations and uh, you go on a vacation and stuff like that. If, if you keep your metabolism maintaining at 1450 calories a day, it's going to be a lot harder than if you were to slowly work that up to even 1650 calories a day, even just a couple hundred calories a day extra and still maintaining your weight, it makes things. I also have a client that I've been working with for over a year now and we've done cuts, we've done reverse diets and um, when she first started with me, she was eating about 1600 calories a day and we were dieting um, and then We've been reverse dieting for a really, really long time now. She has put on some weight. A lot of it, I will say, um, is lean mass. I mean, we've been doing this over a very, very long period of time. Very gradual changes. 
um, and she's really been killing it in the gym, hitting so many PRs and really pushing herself to go heavy because she wants to put on a lot of muscle. And I think she's been very, very successful doing so. And right now she's eating like, I think like 2,600 calories a day. And she still looks super lean. Like if you saw her, you'd be like, dang, that girl looks really freaking good. And she's able to eat 2,600 calories a day and do so. Um, Not everyone would be able to do that. But she has been killing it. And she will tell you herself that doing the reverse diet definitely has paid off. Now we're going to be starting a cut pretty soon. And she's starting her cut eating 2,600 calories a day. I mean, that's not where her cut's going to start, but that's where she is right now maintaining, doing only 20 minutes of cardio a week. Um, So as you can see, we can easily get her into a calorie deficit without having to do anything extreme. So um, it just shows like if you put in the effort and play the long game, um, you know, you can have a very maintainable lifestyle and still have that lean physique. Um, but you just have to play the long game with this. This isn't like, you know, diet for a few weeks and you're good to go forever. We've been working together for, I think, 14 months now. So, um, she's very dedicated. She, she sees the, she sees this as a lifestyle, not just a quick fix. Um, this is her lifestyle and she's been killing it. When I talk about reverse dieting, like if I do a little post on it or talk about it on my Instagram stories, a a common question I get is, well, there's two common questions. So for one, people always want to know how much to increase your macros or calories per week. And they also want to know how long, like how many weeks should you do it? And pretty much any question like that it totally depends on the person and their goals and how their body responds. Um, So when we're looking at when to increase, when to decrease cardio, when I'm doing it with my clients, I look at how their body responds and make adjustments based off that and based off what their goals are. So if I have a client, she, you know, ideally she still wants to lose more weight, but She's been in a calorie deficit for a long time, so it's time for us to start, you know, increasing those macros and maintain for a while before working on fat loss again. If it's a client like that, I'll slowly increase their um, macros, usually just the carbs or the fat, not really the protein because I usually have their protein already at a good spot. Um, So when it comes to a client like that, Her goal is to maintain. She doesn't want to put on excess fat. She doesn't want to put on a ton of muscle or anything like that. I'll make smaller changes. So for example, um, say she's already at, you know, kind of where she's maintaining calorie wise. Maybe I'll add 10 grams of carbs. That's literally only 40 calories. Maybe I'll add 10 grams of carbs to her macros. Um, Maybe I'll take away 10 minutes of cardio per week. Um, Then at her check-in a week later, if I see that she maintained doing that, maybe I'll add five grams of fat um, and see how that goes. 
and then say a week later we see that her weight spiked up a little bit maybe we'll just keep it right there for another week kind of see if it maintains or goes back down a little bit you know it kind of just depends on how the body responds um it depends on the the client's biofeedback are they feeling hungry are they feeling super tired um are they struggling to be adherent with their macros because maybe they're a little bit too low um, it really just depends so there's no way i can tell you like hey every week add 10 grams of carbs five grams of fat decrease cardio by this much it really really depends on the person and their goals um if the client is more focused on building muscle, which I do have several clients who really want to put on muscle. And I highly suggest, you know, if you are someone who wants that like muscular fit look that you see on Instagram, um, you probably are going to have to do a reverse diet where you put on some mass. Um, you know, you put on muscle a lot easier if you are in a slight calorie surplus. So a reverse diet for someone like that is not necessarily to just get their macros up and put on as little body fat as possible. For someone like that, you're going to go past the point of maintenance. You're going to keep, you know, adding macros in slowly over time and they are going to put on some weight. You're going to hope that it's a good portion of it is muscle, but some of it is definitely going to be body fat as well. Um, but this is an awesome way to build that solid foundation so that the next time when they cut, they're going to look different at the same weight as before. They're going to look more shredded, more muscular because they took the time. They took, they put on some body fat along with their muscle so that they could, you know, have that different physique. You know, you're not going to put on a ton of muscle if you are always in a calorie deficit or if you're just always eating enough to maintain you might you can definitely put on some but it's not going to be as much as someone who takes the time to you know do a little bulking as someone would call it and then cut down again after that is why bodybuilders do those cycles of bulking and then cutting um, because it really is an efficient way to put on muscle and I've done it several times myself and every time I cut down I look so different. In terms of length of time like I said that also depends. Um, it could be anywhere from 12 weeks to a year. It really just depends and if you're someone who was competing or doing more of like an extreme um, fat loss phase, you're probably going to want to do it even longer. Um, if you're someone who just did like a 12-week lifestyle cut and nothing got too extreme, you can probably get away with doing it for a shorter amount of time. Um, you know, doing an extreme cut, you're going to have more adaptations. Um, if it was a really long cut, you're going to have more adaptations. So the amount of time kind of depends on that and also depending on your goals. Now the downfall of doing a reverse diet is that you're going to have to continue tracking your macros. So when I competed, what, four years ago now? Um, 
I had tracked my macros before I started dieting. I did a reverse diet all by myself. And then during my competition cut, it was about six months of tracking every single thing I ate. This obviously was a very like strict um, process because I was getting up on a stage in a little tiny ass bikini and I wanted to do well. So every single thing that I ate for six months was tracked in my fitness pal. And by the end of that, once I was done with my competitions, I would not recommend this to anybody, but I was so over tracking that I said, screw it. I'm not going to track my macros. I'm going to eat intuitively. Thankfully, it worked out well for me, but you know, I still was in a pretty good headspace where I feel like a lot of competitors would not be able to do that successfully. Um, so I was able to do that okay, but I would never suggest that because that is a really, really important time to slowly add those calories back in. At least you could do like a little jump up to maintenance and then slowly add them back in because you are so sensitive. Your body's so sensitive after doing something extreme like that. Um... So, you know, that was kind of the downfall. I mentally was not able to sit there and put every food I ate, weigh it out, put it into my fitness pal. So I can see why it's hard. You know, you just finished a diet. You worked so hard. Um, Even if you're just a lifestyle client, you finish a diet, you tracked your macros, you did awesome. And you were thinking that once you got to where you wanted to be, that that was all over with. You know, you could go back to, you know, living your normal life that you were before. But um, I do think that you have to plan to do that reverse diet. You have to plan to do that from the start um, because you're not dieting just to gain it all back. You're dieting because you want to maintain that. I hope. I hope that (laughs) you're dieting to maintain that long term. Um, If you're not doing a competition, you're just doing it for lifestyle it shouldn't be something that you're doing just for for a vacation and then you're going to put on the 20 pounds right after. Um, so have that in your mind when you're doing a diet that after you're done with the dieting part, you're going to have to still track your macros, still portion out your food, um, and slowly, you know, make adjustments to get yourself back up to a higher calorie level. Once you're at the higher calorie level, if you want to eat intuitively, you totally can. I, After I competed, once I realized that I didn't want to compete anymore, I didn't track for a couple of years. Um, I'm ba- I am back to tracking now. I have my own coach, but I took a couple of years off of tracking and just ate intuitively, still crushed it in the gym, but my goal was kind of just to maintain, let my body do its thing, you know, maybe in the summer, I naturally would choose, you know, more like fresh fruits and veggies, lean proteins, and I would slim down a little bit, and then in the winter, I, you know, everyone craves more like hearty uh, comfort foods. So I would gain a few pounds and just kind of let my body naturally take its course. Um, so after you get your calories up, you can kind of be intuitive more easily. Um, 
and you don't have to be very strict with things anymore. So that's just something to keep in mind. Plan for that time for the reverse diet. Have a have a coach for a reverse diet and it really, really will help to have someone holding you accountable. I know that even when you have a coach, sometimes it's like, well, what's the point of hitting my macros when I'm not even going to lose fat? I'm not even going to see the scale drop. We're increasing our ma- my macros. So, you know, what's the point? I mean, I'm eating so much food now that I don't see the point in tracking. Those are things that I've heard from clients before. Um, but... Even if your goal isn't fat loss, it doesn't mean that it's not important to do. So um, just try to keep that in mind that it is important to get those calories back up, get your metabolism back up, don't do anything drastic, you know, don't go from eating 1,400 calories a day to eating 3,000 calories a day, and don't go from doing an hour of cardio a day to no cardio. So It's just, you got to be gradual with it. Um, Another thing that I talk to clients about is during a reverse diet, you make small changes over time because you want your body to kind of adapt to that um, and get used to that. And during a diet, you can't just take away 10 grams of carbs and expect to see progress. You don't want your body to adapt to it during a diet. So um, during a reverse diet, you want it to adapt. You make small changes, you know, 10 grams here, 5 grams here, 10 minutes of cardio off here. Um, During a diet, if you were to take 10 grams of carbs off, 40 40 calories, that's not going to really do anything and you're probably just going to kind of adapt to that. So a lot of times during diets, we'll do like a kind of like a bigger chunk um, and ride that out as long as we can, as many weeks as you can, uh, without making changes. During a reverse diet, you're making smaller changes weekly or bi-weekly. One thing to note is that some people have more adaptive metabolism than others. Um, so you might see some people, they'll post on Instagram like, oh, I was able to increase my calories by a 1,000 a day and I didn't put on a pound. Um, and that's someone who probably has a very adaptive metabolism. So they can make those increases, their metabolism adapts, and they're able to maintain. But not everyone is like that. So if you find that when you're reverse dieting, you can't get your macros as drastically high as someone else without putting on weight. Don't feel bad. Um, it's It might not be that you're doing something wrong. It's just simply your genetics and your metabolism. Um, and, you know, not everyone can have that 360 gram of carbs a day, maintain their shredded abs and stuff like that. So, Um, try not to compare your macros or calories or progress to someone else's when we're all so different and, you know, working with so many different clients now, I have seen that, um, everyone is completely different and that is why there's not an exact, exact answer that I can give you for pretty much any question you ask me. Now you, you might see some people say that, They started a reverse diet and they continued to lose fat, which that is totally possible. Um, It's not 
magic or anything. It's just that they're still in a calorie deficit. So, um, for example, if you're eating, let's say, 1,500 calories a day at the end of your fat loss phase, and now you started your reverse diet and you only bumped it up to 1,550 calories, you only added 50 calories a day, um, and you continued to lose fat. That's because you're still in a calorie deficit. You're still eating less calories in a day than your body's burning. Um, and also, sometimes the reason that people lose continue to lose fat when they're increasing their calories, well, there's a couple different that I want to talk about. Um, sometimes it is that at the end of their dieting phase, you know, they're starting to feel a little bit drained or tired. Um, they stop doing all the things that aren't completely necessary. So sure, they might go get their cardio in, do their whatever minutes of cardio. Um, they, they're still going to go train, but maybe they're not going to take the dog for a walk. Maybe they're not going to go run up and down the stairs to bring the garbage out today. Um, they're just going to leave it outside their door. Um, you know, little things like that, they're going to stop doing those little things because they're tired and that stuff can add up over time. All of that activity that is outside of your workout, so, you know, getting up, walking around, even just, you know, shaking your leg when you're sitting there, fidgeting, um, doing extra chores or, you know, getting up more often, going to check on your kids more often, um, any little thing like that. That is called, well, that's NEAT is what they call it, N-E-A-T, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. That takes a big hit when people are dieting, and a lot of times they don't even realize it. Um, I can remember when I competed, when I was getting to those last few weeks, I swear to God, I didn't have a job at the time. I was a college student, and... um, I was in prep, my show was like a month into summer, so for that month, I didn't have a job and I didn't have school. I swear to God, I did not get out of bed unless it was to go to the gym, which I did twice a day, um, go to the grocery store, or eat. I swear, I did not get out of bed, and I did not do anything that was absolutely necessary for me to do because I was in such a calorie deficit for a long period of time. I was completely drained. My hormones had changed so much. Um, And those are things that happen when people diet, especially in extreme diets. So, you know, there are a lot of adaptations that occur. Um, NEAT is one of the biggest ones, but uh, when you're dieting, there are a lot of adaptations that occur. So hormone changes, um, sometimes even reproductive changes so females if if you're dieting for too long or on too low calories your body might even say like screw it you're not gonna have a period anymore like you you can't have a baby right now so we're not even gonna worry about that function of our body um and you know when functions of your body start taking a hit like that you're not gonna be burning as much calories at rest So once they start adding calories back in and feeling a little bit better, feeling a little bit more energized, they 
might just be more active, um, whether that's just during the day or maybe they're doing their cardio more efficiently. They're pushing themselves harder. Maybe they're crushing their lifts again because they're feeling more energized. They get to eat a little bit more. Um, So those are reasons why people could continue to lose fat when they're increasing their calories. Another common thing I see, um, I've seen a lot of coaches say like, oh, before my client was working with me, they were only eating 800 calories a day. Now I have them up to 1800 calories a day and they haven't gained any fat. When I see something like that, I'm pretty sure that the client was probably underreporting. Um, maybe they were eating 800 calories a day four days a week and then, you know, like binge eating or overeating or, or something on the other days of the week. Um, maybe they're not counting, you know, the the Reese's cup they ate and the dressing they put on their salad or they're estimating their calories by just, you know, entering it in MyFitnessPal without actually measuring it out. Um, I'm, I'm always pretty positive that when I see something like that, you know, 800 calories a day to um, 1800 and they'll say like, oh, they lost 10 pounds by increasing their calories by a thousand a day. I call bullshit on that. <laughs> I really don't think that they were eating only eight hundred calories a day every single day um so when you see stuff like that you know kind of be a little bit suspicious Uh, a lot of people under report how much they actually eat especially if they're not um you know trying to hit a specific amount of macros and they're they're weighing out their food and everything like that most people if they're just signing up with a coach they might say 800 a day but it's usually not true And that's on reverse dieting. Um, Hopefully you learned something. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on like Instagram or something. I'll try to help you out. Um, I did just open my coaching application. So um, if you need help with reverse dieting and you want someone to give you that guidance and that support, please apply for my coaching. I'll put the link in the description box here. Um, but having a coach during it really, really does help because you need some form of accountability and most people need that guidance as well. So yeah, feel free to apply. Um, please leave a rating and a review if you enjoy my podcast and I'll catch you in the next one. Just kidding. I'm back. (laughs) I just got done editing it. Um, sorry if the editing's a little bit off. I just didn't really put in the effort to make it perfect. Um, but I just decided that my next episode is going to be the five most common fat loss mistakes. So if that's something you're interested in, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned.